My boyfriend wouldn't tell me his salary, so I ended it. I posted this story on my Instagram story the other day and it got lots of responses. So I wanted to just, you know, take a moment to get further into the story and take this opportunity to talk about money in relationships, money in dating relationships, money in marriage. And we're going to do it some justice today and really talk about how to approach talking about how much you earn um, with your partner, why it's important, and some of the opinions I found about why this feels like a touchy topic. So stick along for the ride if you're interested in learning about money and relationships, because this is one of those things that apparently causes a lot of stress in relationships. But it doesn't have to be stressful because if you're feeling comfortable enough to be intimate with someone in your conversations, in your life, money is an enabler of enjoyment of life. It just should come into the conversation pretty naturally. Um, but we have a lot to talk about today. Debt, money, so much. So let's just get straight into it. This is Jeff Opsy. If you're listening for the first time, we talk about love and life and help you get equipped to know better and love better. Today's learning topic is money. So here's the story. About eight months into the relationship, my then partner and I were both looking at moving as both of our contracts were coming to an end. So we obviously discussed moving in together, which is when I initiated a serious conversation about money. I understand that people in the UK, this person is in the UK, they are 32, they live in London, they work in higher education, um, and they have been in the UK for about four years, dating on and off there. I understand that people in the UK are not comfortable talking about money, which is why I ended up dating someone for eight months and not knowing how much they make. (laughs) But I was shocked to learn that he would not consider disclosing how much he earned and his overall financial situation even though we were to become one household unit. So it's pretty interesting. Um, they were trying to move in together, but they were not ready to talk about money. I have my own personal feelings about living together without being married, but let's let's keep that today and just focus on the money and the relationship. The conversation was pretty much done in three sentences because he wouldn't budge. Hmm. We were to find a flat and split everything, but we weren't to know of each other's finances. So we're going to split finances without knowing each other's finances. Even though he knew about mine, because I do not see money as a taboo. Yes, it shouldn't be a taboo. The ultimate reason why a conversation couldn't be pursued was because, and I quote, my parents don't share finances and don't know how much each one has saved or is in debt, and they are perfectly happy. How do you know? I put an end to the relationship around that time because I couldn't see a future with him and he wasn't interested in communicating more, even when I expressed that. That's so interesting. And I've been talking lately about how the money habits, not just money habits, the habits of our parents, um, the things we see growing up really do influence us, whether or not we believe it. But this one is one of those explicit situations where you see that he literally said, my parents were fine without talking about money. Why do we have to talk about money? Um, lots of reasons, lots of reasons, but I want to read more because like she shares some more of her perspective and this is from the Go Fund Yourself blog, which talks about a bunch of money things, um, mostly from women. When it comes to money and relationships, she says, this is why it was important to me to talk about, um, money in relationships. When it comes to money and relationships, there are two main elements that are important to me, money attitudes and current financial situation. And I actually really agree with this because Money attitudes help you understand the person's ideology about money. We just saw one of them where this guy is like, my, I saw my parents doing this and I think this is normal. And it's one thing to say, I think this is normal. And, but let's talk about it and figure out what our own normal will be. It's another thing to be like, mm, this is what my parents did. This is what, what we're going to do. End of discussion, which is what this guy was like. Money attitudes help you know whether this person is worth 
working with or whether this is just how they are they're stuck in their own ways and there's no point trying to change them because there's sometimes that that's the case and then their current financial situation can look like things like debt um wealth inheritances and their plans with them investments and just so you know like how can you claim to be intimate with somebody to be growing together to be learning about each other to be intertwining lives whether in deepening your relationship or in looking towards marriage and a long-term relationship and you don't know about their money situation um i have i i scouted the internet for like different perspectives so that i can kind of get into people's heads from reddit from other things and i'll get into it but i just feel like this is a really key reason why we talk about money relationships to know what their ideologies are about money understand their money attitudes and understand their current financial situation and how it impacts your life because if you're merging lives with somebody you need to know these things Oh, literally, that's her next sentence. If I'm to share my life with someone, I need to understand if this person is willing to work with me towards the same goals. Yes. How risk or debt averse they are. For example, I personally was like, I didn't understand the whole mortgage system for a really long time. I didn't get how or why people would be willing to go into $500,000, $1 million in debt to get a house. I'm like, why can't you just wait so you can afford one? It took a lot of education, a lot of like listening to shows like this reading blogs to kind of get it why there's good debt and bad debt so again these are things you need to know um how risk or debt averse they are and if they are actively saving for the future and why or why not because these things are important you know um they also need to be honest about their situation if they're in debt and tell me how they're working towards repaying it and this this to me feels like it feels like second nature like of course you want to know how somebody is doing if they're in debt because if they're in debt but they're not doing anything to pay it they're literally the debt is ballooning because they are gaining interest every day on that um money that they're not paying back and there are ways you can work together to cut spending to you know attack the debt and like cover it it just makes sense that you would want to talk to somebody you're in a relationship with for over eight months about money do you not think so i actually want to hear from you this is streaming on youtube but also on my podcast platforms and spotify apple and the rest so come talk to me on youtube at Fapo and kwacha and leave comments over here because i'm like this feels like second nature to me but it's very interesting to see that there are different perspectives about it so um where was i i really cannot see how couples can have separate finances in today's economy i'm happy if it works for them but to me it seems like a slippery slope into possible financial abuse which is a very interesting point. There are some couples who hide money from each other and who also operate separate finances. But I think that's a different thing. There are couples who agree to operate separate finances and there are couples who just like live separate lives and they don't really interact. Because if you choose to operate separate finances, it's possible that you still have a joint account that deals with joint expenses. But then there are people who just never talk about it. Um, and in today's economy, like she rightly said, there's a lot to harness from having joint finances like you know tax benefits of um of being a, a couple or even just like the if one person is making so much less than the other person there are ways to like figure out whether you want the person whether it makes sense for the person to continue working or whether it makes sense for them to like stay home and take care of children there are many things to consider like you know the person's future earning potential um the true cost of you know leaving the job and things like that but like you cannot have these conversations except you really know how much each other is earning like it just seems like you can't really work towards oneness without um understanding what you're working with so let's stop that story there but in my head this money thing feels like a straightforward conversation money helps you plan 
Um, money helps you determine if you're a good fit for each other's lives. Um, knowing each other's financial situation helps you understand their money habits, their history, how they've been, and some of their dreams even, and helps you come when you when you come together and have like shared dreams and shared goals money feeds into that if you decide you want to travel together you need to save towards that if you decide you want to buy a house together you need to save towards that um if you decide that you want to retire early you need to start investing so that your money is working harder for you and like how do you have these conversations about your dreams and your hopes if you can't start have conversations about money which is an enabler of many of these things so that's why in my head it just feels like why are we even talking about this what i get that not everybody has made that connection, but I want to hear from you. Like, why? What are some reasons in your head why this might not be as straightforward a conversation? You also want to know about like habits with money. If they're reckless with money, how can you get help to, you know, stop being reckless with money? In marriage, it's all the more important because you literally have measured your lives. How can you measure your bodies, your your homes, everything? But your money is like up in the air. And even when things aren't ideal, like say one person is really reckless with money and you feel like you have to operate independently, I don't feel like that's a state you should stay in. If you know that somebody is not good with money, you shouldn't just be comfortable staying like, okay, I'm not good with money and that's it. But I said I wanted to have like a diversity of opinions. So I went to the internet to find out some reasons why people might be a bit skeptical about talking about money. Somebody asked about, you know, talking to their new girlfriend of three months about how much she earns and in response the person somebody responded why would you share it you just met her it's a private matter i wouldn't share it with anyone unless you you trust her 100 percent right away and i feel like three months is not you just met her that's another thing i went from hello to i do in about a year so like three, mo- three months is not nothing like i don't i don't like the idea of just taking time talking about everything except the important things in a relationship and like when sometimes I watch all these reality TV shows, I'm yet to watch Love is Blind and I know I should watch it so that I can have like commentary to talk about like relevant things. But sometimes people are just talking about everything except the important things. People are sleeping with each other without knowing each other's last names. You are like out here about to move in with someone. You don't know how much to end. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> how are these things possible? If you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, it comes with a certain level in my head of being naked and unashamed. So not just being in a relationship with someone, but like when you're committing to somebody, right? Um, and I'm going to go like into the realm of marriage and joint lives. The concept of being naked and unashamed is like a Christian, a Christian principle of like Adam and Eve when they got married uh, or when did that they got married. I don't know if they got married, but like something happened and they were husband and wife. I think God literally created Eve and was like, here's your wife. So I don't know if they got married, but back to the point to be aware of each other's financial financial strengths and weaknesses is in my head a form of being naked and unashamed it's just another way of be becoming free with each other and understanding each other's what they're working with so that you know what you're getting yourself into because you're about to merge lives together if you're going to merge lives with someone how do you not want to know what their financial situation is um that's what it is for me so yeah, this concept of being naked and unashamed comes with being fully aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses and being able to help each other. Um, you come as you are, even financially, you say, hey, here's my debt, here are all the loans I have, or I have no loans, I have no credit card debt, Here, are all, here's all the money I've saved, here's all the money I've invested, here's who I am. And the other person comes with their own and then you're aware of each other's um, 
baggage or wealth that they've brought into the relationship and then you're able to walk from there but without knowing this you're pretty much going in blind and i don't i don't get that part so for me it's also part of how you grow intimately um Financial intimacy is also a process of growing into it. And next, I'm going to actually talk about how to talk about money in a relationship and this concept of growing intimately with each other. But before then, I want to highlight that when you say you love somebody, it's also a measure of like where your treasure is. And there's a verse from the Bible that says that where your treasure is, so your heart, where that's where your heart will be. Let me find it so I can quote it properly. For, for, so it's from Matthew 6, 21. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it's like, if you say you love somebody, you should treasure them above other things. So is it your money or is it your partner? Is it your money or is it your wife? Is it your money or is it your husband? Is it your money or is it your boyfriend? Like, don't you love them more than your money? I don't know. It's so straightforward to me that I, I'm struggling with like comprehending why this might not be more straightforward to other people. But okay, I've seen people here who said that they were very wronged in divorces situations in the past and they just feel like now they're really guarded about talking about money. There are people who feel like they've been in relationships where once the person knew that they were making four times their... So once the girl knew that he was making four times her income, she would just be like, oh, I need X, Y, Z. Um, I'm going to make my hair, like just assuming that he's now a tap that she's just going to turn on every time she needs something. So there's some weirdness that people have experienced in the past. But here's the thing. If your past, if you've had experiences like this in your past, you know what, you know now how to know better. You're not looking for somebody who you're going to be hiding your financial situation from. You're looking for somebody who is not treating you differently based on your financial situation so you kind of want to have these money conversations quicker so you can weed out people that are not a good fit for you is how i see it okay let's move on quickly to how to actually talk about money in relationships and some um some do's and don'ts how to approach this conversation so that you can actually walk towards understanding what you both have the easiest way and kind of the earliest way that people mostly talk about money is about splitting bills. You know, from the first few dates, you figure out um, who's going to pay for this. Um, are we going to take turns or is the guy always going to pay? And this can, this kind of also helps you learn about the ideologies. There's some men who feel like, you know, I'm taking charge in this relationship. I'm actually, would I would like to pay for dates when we go out. And there's a woman who insists that mm, let's keep splitting it until maybe at least we're going steady and we know that we're in a committed relationship and that kind of helps you get into their how they're thinking already and that kind of helps you get into how they're thinking already so you can you know if they're more traditional if they're more you know i don't know feminist or have had certain experiences in the past that have now shaped how they approach money in relationships so these things actually start pretty early so at the beginning it might be conversations about who is paying for what that really help you figure out you know some of the ways they think about money now, there there is such a thing as having these conversations too early. So on one hand, you don't want to pry. Um, if you've only been seeing each other for a couple of weeks, you don't you might not be able to ask yet about like, do you have credit card debt? Do you have um are you from like a very wealthy family or things like that? There's this there's a season where you might just need to wait things out and observe how they live their lives. If they seem to have like a lot of expensive things, you could be like, Oh, you're balling, like are you like super into luxury things and maybe that leads into a conversation about money but like instead of saying yo how much do you earn it could be things you observe that help you have those conversations in the early stages so for the first few i would say weeks to months it's okay to listen and observe you know 
see how they talk about conversations. Do they talk openly about debt? It might just come up one day like, oh, shoot, today is the day where I need to pay. I forgot to pay my credit card today or like, or um, I have a student loan payment due today. I don't know if those things come up. Um, are they super frugal? They don't shop at regular stores. They always shop at thrift stores. Um, are they super bougie? That also kind of tells you their lifestyle preferences and, you know, what what they're like. Um, are they a bit closeted about money and their financial situation? What's their idea of a fun date? You know, all these things. If somebody wants to go on a helicopter date today, tomorrow, they say, ah, aren't we going to fly to Dubai? The other day, they, 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 they suggest the fanciest restaurant downtown where parking alone is like 50 bucks. Like things like that can help you figure out what lifestyle they are aspiring to. There's this weird thing where some people don't even have the money but they're aspiring to these lifestyles. And that, that can also help you see the mismatch. Maybe they, they live in a pretty terrible spot in town, but then they are asking for all these fancy dates. It, you can also have a conversation about that. Like, So in the early stages where you're listening and observing, you really want to figure out how their life, how they're living their life, what their lifestyle preferences are. And you do this by just seeing, are they frugal? Are they bougie? Do they spend a lot of time in thrift stores trying to find like deals and baggings? Are they always needing to find another pair of shoes? Do they, what kind of dates do they like? What's the idea of fun? How do they spend their time? Um, you know, and their discretionary funds. Literally, you can see what people think is important based on how they spend their funds. And some of these things you just observe by when you talk about how, how your day went, the things they say they went to do, they give you clues about how this person is living their lives. So in the early stages, there's a lot to do by listening and observing, which is why so you shouldn't be having sex in the beginning of a relationship. There is a lot of value to saving sex for a marriage because you can use the early days to just talk and observe and learn all the things you should be learning. Another thing that can clue you in on their financial habits is understanding what their values are um, and how how to honor each other's values. But this can come through in both hobbies, things they spend a lot of money on, like photography gear or like um, fancy computers or you know healthy eating and um, exercising equipment things like that it helps you understand what what they are working on what what things they're aspiring to and how that influences how they're spending but then you can also as you progress in the relationship start to talk about shared dreams you know if you want to do something together maybe like you've decided that in the next year you would like to buy a property either independently or together and you're helping each other get to that vision then you can say okay maybe we need to cut back on this this other activities that are taking up all our money understanding what their shared what their values are can also help you determine if this is somebody that you see yourself fitting into their life because if you have some shared values together you can start to have shared dreams together things that you think you can do together that money can help you get to so for example trips you can go on investments you can do together um and just looking at how they spend their time and their resources and if this is something that you really want to, um, to be a part of your life and then these are the early days when you're just observing and learning by by looking for real but then it comes a time where you actually have to ask the questions and this doesn't need to be something that has like the we need to talk task and doesn't have to be like a lot of questions at the same time but like you get to a point in your relationship and i would say like somewhere between four to six months where you are you're actively dating this is not somebody that you think you're you like this is somebody that you have made a commitment to each other that this is a relationship this is not a friends that 
feelings are just entering it like you've been clear about your commitment to each other at that point you can bring up the conversation to really have a heart to heart about money and don't don't feel like this is a taboo um ask about heavy topics so here you can talk about you know so you went to school you have three degrees do you have any student loans and they can tell you oh no my parents actually paid for all of that and that can lead you into further discussions about you know the kind of family they came from how they handled money and things like that you can ask questions explicitly here okay so how much do you earn how much do you have saved things like that i don't think it's out of place at all and i guess you might disagree with me on this one but if you do let me know what your thoughts are so how would you how do you approach having money conversations in relationships and how has it come up about what you earn and what they earn of course, when you're having these conversations, you need to realize that it's a two-way street. You can't be asking all the questions and not telling them yours as well. So you ask some, you answer some. Do you have any debt? You answer, do you have any debt? Stuff like that. In the previous point, we talked about things like, you know, how much you earn, how much debt you have and things like that. But as you go in relationships, you actually become more financially intimate. The same way as you're growing intimate emotionally, you feel free to also talk about your fears about money the things you grew up around maybe you grew up really poor and now like you're really nervous about money and you feel they need to hold everything down to you or maybe you saw your parents work so hard and not enjoy as much and you feel very passionate about you know going on trips and living your life living your life in the now and not waiting for some dream retirement a moment to live life like you go from just having these conversations about how much you earn to actually what shapes you, um, what skeletons they might be holding in their closets about their backgrounds and their money. Um, and you really can learn how and if this is the person you want to build life, a life together with. It really does bring you to closer together when you're able to talk about not just your everyday life, but your fears, your worries, your dreams and hopes. And these things come out as you grow together in a relationship. So make time to, you know, talk about these things, but also realize that as you go deeper, some of these conversations should be happening. And if they're not happening, make the time to have the conversation like the person in the story we started with. And um, even after that big conversation about earnings and all, it gets better. You grow deeper as you go. Some things to be cautious about are like, we have like, before major decisions like this person was saying moving in together marriage is another big one you should be talking about big money things some people want prenups i personally don't believe in them because i feel like when you get married all that is yours should be it's like you go from having mine and yours to ours but i understand if you feel the need to have one um but these things should come before major decisions you should start talking about like how you're going to split bills um, how you're going to split expenses, what you're going to do t- jointly. And on the internet this week, I saw this woman who said she broke up her engagement three days to her wedding because she found out, she, well, not found out, but like she realized that up to that moment, the fiance had been saying, you know, I'll pay for things, I'll pay for things. And he had not paid anything towards the wedding. Imagine planning a wedding. Weddings on average cost about 25 grand in Canada, but anywhere in the world, I'm saying they were at least cost a couple hundreds or thousands depending on your currency and imagine that one party has not contributed at all like don't you have a job don't you have family members nothing it's just very strange and to see that on one hand i'm like girl why do you take you three days before the wedding before you realize this but also kudos to her because i know that at that point it must be have been really hard because everything was set in stone already and they probably lost a lot of money but if you're thinking about your future 
it's not worth it. No, no amount of sunk cost is worth going forward with that. Um, with somebody who is not willing to be an equal participant in your life together because you might just continue carrying the whole relationship. Um, so before major decisions, have conversations about money and money conversations are kind of ongoing. I feel very strongly about some things about money, but I obviously can impose them on you. So I think even if you disagree about, you know, money, you can find ways to find middle grounds. If one person is a big spender, maybe you can they can have a certain limit, like their own account that they contribute to and that they spend on when they need things and joint accounts that you use for investments that nobody touches except you've both had a conversation. And that way you kind of safeguard yourself from um, the person's habits and things like that. So it's possible to have different opinions about money and still agree. But what is hard to what is hard to find a middle ground on is when both of you are feeling stuck in your own ways and you feel like it's my way or the highway. In those cases, it might not work and you might have to break up like the couple we talked about at the start of the show. So the story, the summary of today is when it comes to money, it's, it's it can be pretty personal, but it shouldn't be a taboo to talk about money and your financial health. It should be pretty normal. It is a part of your relationship. And if you're going to merge lives together, it simply makes sense for you to know about each other's money habits. So don't feel like you're doing some crazy thing by asking about your partner's habits and their earnings, but timing it well is pretty important. And understanding that at the beginning stages of relationship, your job is really to observe, to ask the right questions as well. But like for things that are a bit more sensitive, it's okay to allow some time to pass, but then don't wait for forever. I would say as a guide, four to six, between the four to six month mark, you should start to have had conversations about like finances and debt and things like that. And if things worry you about their habits, bring them up as well. There's no point pretending all is well in a relationship if it's not. And the earlier you find out about each other's habits, the earlier you're able to determine if this is something that you can work with or not. Anyways, this has been great talking to you guys today. My name is Fakwa Yankwacha and this is the DFOPSI podcast where we talk about all things love and relationships and how to know better and love better. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a rating wherever you're listening. Give us a thumb up on YouTube, a thumbs up on YouTube. Leave a review on the podcast platforms and definitely share it. I really appreciate you when you share this podcast because it helps more people find us. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes and all the ways you help the world know about this podcast. So definitely keep sharing it. And a giant thank you to our sponsor, Image Studio, um, your plug for digital media and events production support. Um, all things graphics design, web design, event production and digital marketing. I'm going to put a link in the description box. So definitely head over to the website and see and keep us in mind when next you need to have your logo designed, your website designed. Or you have um, some fancy gadgets that you just got for your church and you don't know how to install and you need somebody to come through for lighting and audiovisual design. Well, your pl- they're your plugs. Until next time, keep learning, keep loving, keep living. Something along those lines. Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Bye, guys. <laughs>